Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 56 of the Ask the Coach show, where we answer your table tennis questions. In today's show, we talk about playing against tall players, practicing for a big tournament, performing the high toss serve, and how to control the direction of your smash. As always, here to answer your questions is Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Thanks, Jeff. Good morning. How are you this morning? Yeah, good, good. Sounds like a sounds like a good show coming up, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see where we get to with uh, with all the questions today. Indeed, yes, it is certainly going to be exciting. But first up, we've got yesterday's ping skillers question of the day, Alois, which was, "What did you think of the results of the ITTF Star Awards? What were your thoughts?" Yeah, interesting. I think um, it, it was it was good to. Uh, that ITTF have put these awards up, but I think the criteria, we need to start to think about it. I think it's a good opportunity for the ITTF to really showcase some of our star players. Um, I liked most of the results, um, but I think the, the male um, award, uh, Kadri Aruna, not sure. Like, I think, I've, I mean, fantastic player, but I think um, there should have been a different award for him. I think you know he was he was so spectacular during the year, made such big improvements. You know, most improved, um, great. But to take out the um, ITTF Male Star Award, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it just uh, detracts a little bit from the award. You know, um, there's you know the Zhang Zikers and Ma Longs and and Zhu Zins and those sort of players that you know re I, I think we need to start to showcase them a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I think uh, you know ITTF have missed missed the boat a little bit there. Okay, yeah, interesting. I think it was good to get um, people's involvement by getting them to vote online. I think that's the way things are heading with interaction and stuff. Um, but one of our readers made a comment that he didn't really like awards that much because um, the table tennis tournaments themselves showed who the best player. What what do you think about that sort of thinking? Yeah, it's not it's not a, not a bad thought. Um, I think that was Dita, wasn't it? Um, it's not a bad thought. I mean, it, table tennis in itself is the award, you know, like the 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 points, and and that's the way that we've set up the game. Um, there's no there's no questions, you know, like you win the match, you you're the better player. You win the world championships, you win the Olympics, um, yeah, you're the better player. Um, awards are really judgmental. Um, you know, I think. I think if you want a popularity award, you know, great, um, because then you know it, it it encompasses a few different areas of um, of the game and of life. Uh, you know, good guys. You know, people that appeal to um, to the public, etc. Um, but yeah, I think you know, just as a as an as a uh, all as a star award. Yeah, I think you know, I think they'll. Probably uh, Ma Longs of this world and Zhang Zikers would would be sitting there thinking, "Hang on, you know, really? Did I not win that?" Yes, indeed. Oh well, good initiative by the ITTF, and hopefully they can tinker with that a bit and um, get it to be um, even better. All right, so that moves us on, Alois, to the ping skillers question for today, which is: Have you noticed any differences in play of the world's top players with the new plastic ball? 
So as always, leave a comment, let us know your thoughts, and Alois and I will let you know what we think about that question tomorrow. All right, Alois, are you ready for the first question of the day that you need to answer? From ready. One of our ready. Excellent. All right, here we go. It's, it's from George, and George says, Hi, guys. Lately, I've hit a wall against a player six foot three with long arms who I can't back off the table. I've tried long and short strategies, and he just pounds me. Any advice? Yeah, those tall players, they can be pretty tricky. But um, there's one really big area against tall players that you can exploit, and that is into their um, armpit or into their um, crossover point. Uh, because they've got such a long reach, um, it's hard for them to come into that area or harder for them uh, to come into that area than the, than the shorter players. And also the movement out of the way um, is a little bit more difficult. So that is probably the one area that you can start to think about a lot when as soon as you start to play a tall player. Mm, interesting, yes. Um, so are tall players disadvantaged in any other way? I mean, I guess their movement or because they're so tall, they don't need to move very much. Yeah, it's probably the main, main thing is the movements. You know, they're they're um, they're bigger and their levers are bigger. So um, just you know, getting moving is probably a little bit harder than for the shorter players. But you know, uh, as I always say, you know, table tennis is such a uh, a good sport because you've got you know six foot three, six foot four players winning world championships, and you've also got you know five foot nothing players winning world championships. So um, so yeah doesn't matter what your height, you can still be really good at this game. So does that mean when you're playing a tall player, maybe you shouldn't be too concerned with some of, well, with their height, and rather than focusing on strategies against a tall player, would you be better off just focusing on general strategies? So what serve don't they like to return? Um, is their forehand stronger or their backhand stronger? Maybe you're better off focusing on things like that. Yeah, you definitely have to still focus on those sort of things. And sometimes I think we do get distracted um, by, you know, their height or their, their speed or whatever it is. You know, um, every player has those little areas of weakness that you, that you need to try to find and try to exploit. So it doesn't matter whether they're tall or short or whatever. Okay, excellent. All right, well, George, try out a few of those ideas and let us know if it helps you beat this tall player. All right, the next question, Alois, is um, from Faruzi, who says, I am confused how to control the direction of my smash. In a game, I usually smash the ball just to the right of the opponent's table side. So, yeah, he always sort of smashes it in the same direction. He wants to ask how to control the direction of the ball while he does his smash. Yeah, so, um, Faruzi, the, the main thing that determines the direction is the the angle of your racket. So if your um, angle at the point of contact is like that, then the ball is going to go over there, or, or if it's like that, it's going to go over there. So how do we how do we change that angle? So one way is to just um, change the timing. So uh, in relation to your body, if the ball's out further in front of you, then it's going to go a little bit more across court or if it's behind you it's going to go more down the line so um, you're a right hander I think so you're saying that the, the ball's going to the right a lot so you're probably just hitting the ball a little bit late uh, if you want the ball to go across court so just start by trying to hit the ball a little bit earlier um, 
and the ball will start going cross court. But mainly, really focus on the angle of your racket. You know, if you, even at any at any hitting point, you can change the angle of the racket with your wrist to change the direction as well. So, um, so really focus on the angle of your racket at the point of contact. Yes, and I think as we mentioned, always when someone's playing a smash. The important thing is to get in a good position early, Alois, and I guess if you get in that good position, that can probably help you um, with those timings that you're talking about. Yes, that's right, because um, once once you're in a good balanced position, then you can start to change little things. If you're, if you're reaching um, for the ball, then the only way you can hit it is where, um, where your racket ends up. Up. So, yes, the balance is really important as well. Great. All right. Hopefully that helps you out for Uzi. Practice some smashes. Um, see if you can get someone to log to you or feed you some multiple so you can practice a lot of smashes and see if you can implement some of those tips. Good luck. All right. The next question is from Wayne. And Wayne says, I qualified for the regional games last October and I've been practicing with myself since then through match play only. What can I do to help myself be in the best condition in one month for the regionals? What are some exercises I can perform? Yeah, so certainly um, match play is important um, because you know, that's that's the reality. That's the that's the real game. Um, but with a month to go, you can start to really focus a lot more on your um, match drills. So, so always starting your drills with with a service. So even if you're doing um, forehand, forehand footwork or forehand, backhand footwork, you might start it with just a simple serve and an opener and then play your forehand, backhand drill. Um, so for, uh, start to tailor a lot of your um, practice around those first few balls in the rally, the service, return of serve, third ball, uh, fourth ball, fifth ball type drills. So because that's that's uh, what you're going to be doing a lot when you start to play your matches. Yeah, excellent points there, Alois. And we have, um, for our premium members, our uh, match training. It's a year-long training plan um, that takes you through um, a lot of ways you can practice and gives you a lesson every week that you can go out and practice. And the last eight weeks of that actually focus on uh, match preparation for a tournament or tournament preparation where we do do a lot of match drills. And so it gives you ideas on how to structure your training for that last little period for a tournament. So for those of you keen to do that, try out our premium membership. You can uh, sign up for a month, a quarter or a year. Um, we offer a money back guarantee. I'm sure you'll love it. So check it out if you're interested. Um, and Wayne, good luck with the regionals. Um, keep us posted on how um, your training's going and how you go when the regionals arrive in one month's time. Good luck. All right. Um, the next question is from Sachinta, who says, "When I try to do a high toss serve, I get two results. The ball bounces high during the contact, landing near the net on my side and the other side. Sometimes I manage to keep the serve low." But it moves across the table very slowly. What can I do? Yeah. So, um, so with the high toss serve, um, the ball, because it's coming from a, a height, has got a fair bit of speed on it. If you just let the ball bounce on your bat, it will bounce up quite high, and you know, and lob over the net. 
So you want to start to get them back moving forward a little bit, the same as you would with any other service. So get your bat moving forward with a little bit of um, forward momentum, brush the ball on contact, try to brush underneath the ball, and then you'll start to um, develop a little bit of spin. And with that, you can start to develop a little bit more speed as well. So, so um, as the ball comes down, brush the ball heavily into the into your side of the table, close to you on your side, um, keeping the ball low over the net. And all those things will start to help you to get that ball a little bit faster and a little bit better. So, um, yeah. So if you just let the ball drop and lob onto your bat, it will just lob over the net. But if you start to get a little bit more action with your with your racket, brush underneath the ball, that uh, that will start to help you to generate spin and speed. Okay, good tips there. So, yeah, so generating that forward momentum with your bat, nice brushing contact, that sounds good. does sound a little tricky, like it's going to take some practice, Alois. So what's the best way to practice the high toss serve? Yeah, so the first thing is to practice that the actual toss of the ball. So you need to get that straight. If you don't get that straight, then you're going to be chasing the ball all over the place and your contact is going to be, um, you know, almost lucky. So practice getting that ball nice and straight, you know, get it nice and high and straight so that it's landing in the same spot. Then you can start to concentrate on uh, the service action, which is the same as if you're, you know, serving any, any other serve. So, um, yeah, yeah, so just find get a bucket of balls and just do it as many times as you can in a, in a period of time? Yes, yep. Um, uh, a good trick that we've found is if you place a piece of paper on the floor in front of you and throw the ball up and try to land it on the piece of paper. So don't catch it again. Just throw it up and see if you can land it on that piece of paper. That's a good target for you. Then you'll start to see that you're throwing the ball up straight. Very good. All right. Well, thank you for that question, uh, Sachinta. And thank you, everybody, uh, for watching. And remember to visit our website, pingskills.com and check out all the great resources there. You can sign up for our free newsletter, which I encourage you to do. We send out tips weekly. Um, you can also listen to this show as a podcast. It's on iTunes or you can find um, an RSS feed if you use uh, Google Play or something like that. Um, on our website, go to pingskills.com, click on the blog link and you'll find all the show notes there. Thank you, everyone, again, and thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff, and have a great day, Pink Skillers.